special treat for you. Reading um, Ramona Tundee part, Ramona's World, part three, starting on chapter five, um, which is The Princess and the Witch. Elliot, HM, will be your reader. So, um, <laughs> she, she might that. give you some drawing suggestions in there, too. All right, here she is. Chapter 5, The Princess and the Witch. Ramona was impatient to go to Daisy's house again, especially now that Beezus was talking so much about up, the upcoming party. She likes the kids, the, the kids' unity house with a dog, a cat, and a big brother. She also likes licking juice bars while watching Big Hospital. When the next visit was arranged, Ramona and Daisy ran from the school bus to Daisy's house. Jeremy was already lounging in the front of the television set, watching an ice hockey game. The girls exchanged looks. Jeremy, aren't you Jeremy, aren't you going to walk Mutley? Daisy asked as the dog were all she had on her mind on interrupting on hearing his name Mutley raised his head this decided Daisy's wor words were not important and rested his nose on his paws once more nope Jeremy was defiant and and no I'm not going to let you have the TV this time oh well Daisy what was used to her big brother. Come on, Ramona, let's go upstairs to my room and play dress up. Nice try, said Jeremy. As the girls climbed the stairs, Ramona could not help thinking that if the Quim Quimby's house had a second story, they would have more bedrooms and she and Beezus would not always be arguing over who whose turn it was to dust the crowded space they now had to share because roberta had ramona's old room daisy ramona daisy ramona ramona could see daisy ramona could see was not neat at all daisy pulled a curtain to the center of her room and began to pull out clothes saints velvets hats with flowers and veils a long black cape, high-heeled shoes. Wow, breathed Ramona. Where did you get all this? Oh, around, said Daisy. Mom collected most of it for me because she loved to dress up when she was my age. Only she couldn't find much to dress up in. Nice mom, thought Ramona as she chose a long red dress with a flounce around the bottom and slipped it over her head. Daisy pulled out a long yellow dress trimmed with little things that glittered, but before she poked her head into the dress, she pulled off her slacks. Dresses don't look good over pants, and besides, I like the swishy feeling against my legs, she explained. Ramona decided she was right to pull her pants off, too. You guys could, a drawing recommendation interruption, you guys could um, draw Daisy and Ramona dressing up in all these different things and draw two boxes of clothing. 
so if you want to rewind that part and um they tell you what they're wearing ramona decided she um was pulled her pants off too her dress felt smooth and silky again her bare legs she snatched up a hat trimmed with some battered roses and set it on her head and then she pulled off her shoes her nice shoes and stuck her feet into high-heeled sandals which made her glamorous she felt even if they were too big look i'm a star ramona lifted her arms as if she were a dancer before she clomped around the room to look at herself in the mirror i'm gorgeous she, she announced pretending she had long blonde hair i'm beautiful i'm me gorgeous beautiful me I miss America, Daisy twirled around. I'm so beautiful. <clears throat> All the other girls in the competition in the competition went home. Both girls clonked around, turning and swishing as if they were in a television fashion show. When they both turned their ankles and fell off their sh shoes, they collapsed on the bed in a fit of giggles. Then Ramona disco discovered a long pink dress and because she was already gorgeous and beautiful decided to permit herself to to be to princess. She quickly arranged changed with Daisy, switched from Miss America to a witch in a long black velvet gown and a small green hat with only three small holes in in the veil i'm wicked cried daisy great said ramona i never liked boots with nice books with nice wishes witches i'm going to shut the beautiful princess in a dungeon daisy made a, a witch face what where are you going to find a dungeon to shut me in ramona was defiant a defiant princess that's easy the the wicked witch pushed aside the clothes in her closet to reveal a small door which she opened behind it was a dark space under the eaves which was the attic inside the half light ramona saw a few boards and laid across the joint jossets to make a place for the for storage or luggage beyond ramona could see barely the lathe and plaster that made the ceilings of the rooms downstairs see cried daisy the wicked witch is going to shut the beautiful princess in the dark dungeon full of rats and feed her bread and water she grabbed ramona and pushed her towards the closet within within a closet no she insists she isn't cried ramona twisting away from daisy the princess is going to throw the witch in the dungeon and feed her cold oatmeal yuck gagged, gagged daisy she shoved ramona ramona shoved back one shoe fell off daisy pushed harder and shoved ramona though the little door into the dim space beyond ramona in one shoe stepped on her pink dress lost her balance turned grabbed at nothing and stepped off the boards into 
into the lathe plaster. There was an enormous cracking sound beneath her feet. Oh no, cried Daisy. Help, shouted Ramona as the lathe began to break underneath her weight and she found herself sinking. Daisy screamed. The lathe, the laugh made a snapping sound. Sounds. The pink dress ripped. Ramona heard bits of plaster hitting some, something below and felt her legs being scratched as the pink dress bunched up around her waist. Her other shoe fell off and hit something downstairs with a thump. She heard Miss Kidd cry out, Oh my, Jeremy! yelled. Hey, Muttley barked. Desperate, Ramona bent forward over the dresser to stop her falling fall stop her fall and stretch frantically with her feet to find something to stand on <clears throat> there was nothing only air above her rain pat pattered roof on the roof ramona hang on daisy called out jeremy come quick i'm hanging ramona was terrified the sharp edge of the joist was pressing into her waist, and her legs were cold. She wondered how much longer she she could hang on. What was in there, really? What rats in the attic? Dust was everywhere. Ramona sneezed. Below, Muttley barked harder, as if he were warning off an intruder. Hurry, she wailed on the television. On the television, a fury blew a whistle and, cr- and a crowd roared. They're coming, cried, um, they're coming, cried, equally terrified. Daisy grabbed at the back of the pink dress, thumped, thumping feet were heard on the stairs. In a moment, Jeremy had pushed his sister aside and standing on the board seized Ramona under his arms and tugged and tugged dumb kids was his comment ow said Ramona Jeremy tugged harder and managed to pull her out of the hole and she had made yow escaped from Ramona even though she was grateful to be rescued as she was Pulled out of the hole, she had a glimpse below of the dining room table, covered with rubble. Oh, you poor child, Miss Kidd. What Mrs. Kidd was filled with sympathy, concern, and relief. Ramona was so glad to be standing on the hard floor with the remains of the pink dress heaped around her feet that she began to cry. Mrs. Kidd hugged her and murmured, They're there. You're safe now. Everything is, is all right. No, it isn't, wept Ramona. I made a big hole in the floor ceiling. Whatever, said Jeremy, and left the room to clump down to the television set. Thank you, sniffled Ramona. Remembering her manners, even though Jeremy had left, you saved my life, she began to cry harder. She had broken the ceiling and could never come to the kid's house again, and she and Daisy couldn't be best friends.
and she would be left with Howie and messy old Willa Jean to play with. And Daisy found find Ramona and Daisy find Ramona some Kleenex," said Miss Kid. Daisy produced a box from her dresser. Ramona mopped her nose and eyes as Mrs. Kid helped her down the stairs. I'll get her pants," said Daisy. Downstairs in the bathroom, Miss Kid. Get her pants," said Daisy. Downstairs in the bathroom, Miss Kid pulled off her pink dress. Oh my dear," she said. When she saw Ramona's legs, they began to clean the scratches with cotton and stinging liquid from a bottle. Then she covered them with band-aids, as all sizes of all sizes. When she had finished, Ramona gave a final sniff. Miss Kid washed her face and. Kissed her and said, "There, you're good as new." A fresh worry paid for the damage crept into Ramona's mind. Payday, the checks her mother wrote to pay bills, taxes, and all those grown-up things whirled around in her mind. That was some hole you made," said Jer. That was some hole you made," said Jeremy as she and Miss Kid went into. Into the living room where Claude was peeking <clears throat> out from under the couch. Mutley has his tail drop, dropping. Looked anxious. Ramona suddenly had a new thought. If Daisy hadn't been trying to shut her in a dungeon, none of this would have happened. Maybe it was Daisy's fault. Maybe should. She should be angry with Daisy. She was confused. She didn't want to be angry with her best friend. Still, she didn't know what to think. Only then did Ramona gather her courage to look toward the dining room, where she saw the ceiling, a dark hole edged with broken lathe and bits of plaster. The Dining room table was covered with dust, rubble, and in the midst of the mess, one high-heeled sandal. And the table had been set for this made Ramona feel really bad. Five places, one of her. Suddenly, she didn't want to stay for dinner. She wanted to go home. She wanted to be home with her own mother, com- comforting her. Her scratches and for the loss of her best friend, she looked at Daisy, wanting to say, "It was all your fault for pushing me." She, it was all your fault for pushing me, but she did not say it. Not in front of Miss Kid. She would wait until school Monday, and then she would. Mrs. Kid would put an arm around Ramona. Would you? Would you rather not stay for dinner? She asked. Ramona nodded. Then come along," said Miss Kid. "I'll have you home in a jiffy." Ramona, Daisy blinked back tears. It was all my fault. I I shouldn't have pushed. I、uh, have pushed you. Ramona instantly felt both ashamed and much better. So often things that were wrong turned in, in out to be her mistake. She should have. Known Daisy wasn't 
that the kind of girl to blame people. No, it wasn't your fault. It was both of our faults, I guess. Ramona said. Promise you won't tell the kids at school. Daisy crossed her heart, smiled shakily, and said, "Of course, of the beauty, of the beautiful princess." <clears throat> Wait, hold on.、Uh, Daisy crossed her heart. Princesses had. Gone peacefully to the dungeon. Ramona interrupted, and if the witch had been a nice witch, Daisy finished for her the kind you don't like to read about. Ramona managed to smile back over her shoulder as she followed Mrs. Kidd out of the door on the way home. She ventured, she ventured a. Question that had been hovering in the back of her mind: Will will it cost a lot of money to fix the ceiling? She asked Mrs. Kidd. Mrs. Kidd patted Ramona's knee. Don't worry about it. It was an accident, and I'm sure our insurance will take care of it. And you know, and and do you know something? Even before we moved in, I didn't like the color of the di- dining room. Now we have an excuse to repaint it. Ramona felt much better, except for she had been to consider the drama of this afternoon. When Mrs. Kidd delivered her to the Quimby's front door, she merely said to Mrs. Quimby,、um, "Ramona had a little accident. She will tell you about it." It was a big accident," thought Ramona. "Please, please, that Mrs. Kidd did not spoil her chance to tell. She really was a nice mother, the nicest she had ever known, next to her own, of course." Mrs. Quimby immediately wanted to know what happened, but was dis- dis- distracted by Roberta. Ramona st- st- stalled from stalled from the front. For time, by going to the bathroom, and by darting into her room, when she came out, she her, the family was seated at the dinner table. She even, or she then had the attention of her entire family, even Roberta, who was lying in her play, in her play pen. Nearby, Ramona, Mrs. Quimby said, "Ramona, I thought you were going to have dinner at Daisy's house. And what did her mother mean about a little accident?" Ramona ushered, assumed a sor- sorrowful expression. "I was going to say, but a terrible thing that, but a terrible thing happened. I was going to say, but a terrible thing happened. Her, her family stopped eating." Ramona paused dramatically. <laughs> Here was her chance to keep Beezus from talking so much about Abby and the party. Yes, go on," said Mrs. Quimby. "said Mr. Quimby." Ramona took a deep breath. <sighs> "I broke the ceiling." Another dramatic pause. "I broke it all to smithereens, and it's going to cost a billion dollars to fix." And it fell. All over the ceiling,、uh, all over the 
dining room, and it made a terrible mess, so I decided not to stay for dinner. <laughs> Miss Mr. Quimby became more impatient. Ramona, get to the point. <clears throat> what on earth are you talking about? Ramona basked in the kitchen. I was a princess trying to escape from a wicked witch who was shut shutting me in a dungeon and there was a and there and i was all alone in the dark with spiders and bats well maybe not bats mm, ramona felt if that she was exaggerating too much her family would not believe her and i was terrified because the wicked witch was about to break down the door maybe she was she was stretching the truth a tiny bit but perhaps no one would notice. And I was terrified because I felt something bump against my legs, something big, something evil and crawly. <laughs> of course, suitcases weren't evil and crawly, but but by that, Ramona didn't, did not want to spoil her story with the truth. And I was so terrified all alone in the creepy dark full of cobwebs that I tried to to flee. E crawled. E crawled. Called Roberta. Ramona. Mrs. Quimby spoke quietly. I think you're getting carried away. Beezus, who had been quiet until now, spoke up. You. So you stepped back on the unfinished part of the attic, and fell through the ceiling. I know about those attics because m mothers were always telling us to stay off the lathe and plaster. And I know someone who really did fall through. Of course, Ramona was annoyed with her Beezus for spoiling her story. Sort of like that. Sort of like that, she admitted with a scowl. Mrs. Mrs. Quimby was shocked. Why, Ramona, did you fall all the way through? You might have been seriously hurt. I hung on, but I was wander wondered. Ramona tried to regain her family's sympathy. My legs got scratched and scraped, and it hurt a lot. I was in agony. <laughs> there, was there, take that, Beezus, she thought. And there, take that, Beezus, she thought. And then a handsome prince, a mean... Daisy's brother rescued me. Jeremy did? Beezus began to laugh. He's in my math class. Wait until I tell him you called a, him a handsome prince. Don't you dare! Ramona was furious. Girls, mourned Mr. Quimby. Beezus, there are some things we keep in the family. Beezus stopped, stopped laughing. Finally, she asked, Um, weren't you wearing pants? Ramona said in her most dignified way, princesses don't wear pants. She paused and added, unless they are in disguise. The family found this funny. Beezus recovered enough to say, you must have looked weird, just your bare legs hanging down from the ceiling. And my underpants, thought Ramona in horror, not having pictured the scene from below until this moment did i fall did did i fall far enough for them to show 
What if Jeremy saw them? She could never face him again. She could see that her family was hiding their smiles at the picture of Ramona's bare legs hanging from the ceiling. This made Ramona sulky. It really did hurt because I was wandered. I bled that ought to impress her family. Her father patted her hand. I know it was painful and you could have been badly hurt, but I was brave. Ramona held her head high. I hung on with all my might and and main. She wasn't quite sure that the that meant she had read it in a book someplace and it sounded right. Maybe you have a fairy godmother, suggested Mrs. Quimby. A best friend is better, thought Ramona. Maybe agreed Mrs. Mr. Quimby, but I think she has been reading fairy tales. I I like fairy tales, said Ramona. Fairies all fairy all tales always have happy endings. She paused before she added, and no, and so does mine. I guess her family had paid attention to her, and she still had a best friend. Then she thought to herself, a happy ending, except for my underpants showing. Chapter six: The party. Before Ramona's scratches healed and her band-aids were pulled off, Ramona had grown bored with her sister's party invitation. The shopping and most of all with the telephone calls, Beezus seemed always to be talking on the telephone. Boredom did not prevent Ramona from listening to her sister's half of the conversations. Though, I'm sorry, I won't be able to babysit that evening. I'm going to party. I'm going to a party. If George won't come, maybe you should ask Randy. He's only a semi-creep. I just love my new skirt. We found it on sale. Have you bought yours yet? Then there were dancing lessons given by Mr. Quimby with much twirling and step slide, step slide, step slide. And even in one evening when the lesson was finished and Beezus went off to do her homework, Mr. Quimby held out his hand to Ramona. Let's give, give it a try. He said, Ramona shook her head. It all looked too silly. Silliness did not stop Ramona from telling Daisy about the dance, dancing lessons or from giving her a demonstration. When she came to the Quimby's after school, the girls stepped and slid, getting in the way of each other's feet until laughing. They fell over on the couch. Another evening, when Beezus was talking on the telephone, <clears throat> Ramona, Ramona heard her father say to her mother, and I'm, and I'm glad when the party is over and we can settle down again. Mr. Mrs. Quimby lowered her, lowered her voice, which of course made Ramona listen harder. I'm glad Beezus is finally coming out of her shell. She had always been such a, a quiet girl. I hope I hope she had she had a good time 
she has a good time, it could be a, t- a, ter- a terrible letdown. This conversation was a surprise to Ramona. She had never assumed Beezus would have a good time twirling and gliding and eating good things. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe their mother was right. Mrs. Quimby was not the only one con- concerned when the girls were in bed. Beezus confided, I hope Daddy's dancing isn't too old-fashioned. Daddy's a good dancer, said Ramona, loyal to 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 their father, even though his dancing did not look like some like some of the dancing she had seen on television. Finally, to the relief of everyone, the, the day of the party arrived. Beezus washed her hair in the afternoon and was so nervous and excited. She could scarcely eat her dinner. Afterward, she lingered in the bath. In the bath. Phew, said Ramona as perfume from bubble bath wafted down the hall. At last, Beezus appeared, ready for the party. Ta-da! She announced as she came into the living room. Do I look... Do I really look all right? She was wearing her new long skirt, a pretty blouse, small gold hoops in her ears, and her hiking shoes that laced above her ankles. Her hair was shining, her her cheeks were pink. Pink, you look lovely, dear," said Mrs. Quimby. <clears throat> "But uh, don't you think you should change your shoes? Oh, Mom, nobody wears party shoes anymore these days." She gave her mother a pitying look. "Oh," said her mother, "I didn't know. I think you look great." Ramona was impressed by the change change in Beezus. But somehow missed her plain big sister. Oh, well, at least her feet still looked sensible. When I look when I look like that someday, she wondered as she put her hands to her her own hair and decided maybe she should brush it um, more often the way her mother was always telling her. Mrs. Quimby kissed Beezus and said, "Have a good time, dear. But don't don't you think you sh- should wear a coat? This is November, you know." "Oh, mother," said Beezus, "I don't want to wrinkle my new blouse. Besides, it's, it's not like it's snowing or anything. I'll turn on the car heater," reassured Mr. Quimby. "We can't wrinkle those that blouse. Ramona suddenly suddenly did not want to let go of her sister. Can I come too? She asked. Sure, come along, Mr. Quimby said. The ride was made in silence, Be- with Beezus sitting up straight in the back seat and unwhirling in spite of the car. Heater, she hugged her arms to keep warm. When they pulled up in front of Abby's house, Beezus said in English, Dad, what do I do? My hands are all clammy. Don't worry, you'll you'll do fine, said her said her uh, father, and it will be 
It'll all be over by 11 o'clock after he dropped Beezus <clears throat> off along the arriving guests. He said almost as if he were speaking to himself, well, there goes our little girl. Ramona moved as close to her father as her seatbelt would permit. You still have me, she reminded him. That's right. The father patted her <clears throat> patted her knee and Roberta. Yes, whispered Ramona with a tiny <clears throat> sigh. She loved her baby sister, but sometimes she wished her father did not have quite so many daughters. When the two <clears throat> When the two um, returned home, Miss Quimby looked up from her book. She did not have many pages left and said, as if her thoughts were far away, I'll never forget my first dance. It was in the school gym, and the only boy who asked me to dance, I didn't want to dance with him. Dance with. He was a weird little fellow who grew up to be an interesting man but as at the time i wanted to dance with a tall handsome boy silly me i was a real walt flower and spent most of the evening hiding in the girls bathroom with a couple of other miserable walt flowers ramona was indignant stupid boys not asking her nice mother to dance she hoped Beezus wasn't hiding in the bathroom, even though the Alexander's bathroom was sure nicer than his school ba bathroom. Their bathroom would have been scratchy. <clears throat> Tan paper towels. When her father told her to stop t stalking, she would never hide in the bathroom. She would march right up and ask a boy to dance, even if she wanted to do such a silly thing as a dance. Wanted to go do a, such a silly thing as a dance. You guys, another drawing recommendation to draw um, Beezus um, walking into the dance. Or Beezus's clothes that she's wearing, and Ramona, um, or Ramona and her father in the car. <clears throat> okay, and um, stop stalking and go to bed. Ramona lay awake, thinking she would never hide in the bathroom if she wanted a boy to ask such a silly thing. Oh, as a dance. Even though Ramona thought that dancing was silly, she wanted her sister to have a good time. She even said a little prayer as she lay awake waiting full of hope and curiosity the minute she heard her father drive off to bring Beezus home Ramona bounced out of bed and went into the living room where her mother was finally finishing Mo Moby Dick of course Miss Mrs. Quimby said Ramona you should be in bed in bed or sleep parents always said that Ramona ignored her remark and snuggled up under her mother's arm. She loved moments alone with her mother, which um, made her feel cozy and protected. She must have not nodded off first. Suddenly, there 
there was Beesus, her eyes all shiny, her cheeks all pink. The rest of her face was unrecognizable. <clears throat> She was wearing dark red lipstick and green eyeshadow. Wow! Was Ramona's comment. What happened to you? Beesus dropped into a chair and laughed. Mrs. Quimby laughed as 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 well. <sighs> Dis distracted from Beezus's new makeup, up a relief of seeing her happy. Ramona spoke up before Beezus could answer. What's so funny? She asked. Boys said Beezus. Boys are funny. Who says boys are funny? Mrs. Quimby, Mr. Quimby, had come in for from the garage. I was a boy once. I wasn't funny. I say boys are funny," said Beesus. "So do all girls. <clears throat> so do all the girls." Mrs. Quimby asked, "What to the boys that's so funny?" Beesus explained, "Well, <clears throat> Beesus explained, except for one boy, they wouldn't even come in the house. One boy brought a miniature chess set." And he and his another boy played chess under the porch light. The other just sort of flopped around, or or tried standing on their hands in the wheat grass. Some boys who weren't even invited joined joined in. There was a a lot of whooping and yelling, and neighbors coming out to see what was going on. One boy pulled a night crawler. Out of the lawn and chased another boy around with it. You know the stuff boys do. Mrs. Alexander got all upset because she wants Abby to to be popular, and she wasn't being popular with all the boys sitting outside acting like a bunch of little kids. Somebody must have called the police because we saw them drive drive by, but they kept. Ongoing. <clears throat> What about the boy in the house? Asked Mrs. Quimby. And Mr. As asked Mr. Quimby, he watched TV. Beezus explained. Nobody paid any attention to him. The other boys said they had just come from for the food. Sounds like yard ape, Ramona thought, and Howie might. Bring a chess set. Poor hungry boys," said Mr. Quimby. "I hope somebody fed them." "Oh, sure," said Beezus, as as if they was as if they this was not important. The girls had fun experimenting with free samples of lipstick and all the other free samples. Mrs. Alexander gets when she buys stuff. I wonder. What happened to your face?" said Mrs. Quimby with a smile. But I was afraid to ask. Mrs. Alexander wears a lot of makeup. Beatrice continued, and her hair is is a funny color. She wears it all fluffed up, and it looks like looks like something li like those comp comprier things we. we Score pans with. Now that's like something that you uh spray pans with if they're like 
um, Dusty. <clears throat> um, these are continued. Here's a funny color. She pans with, you look weird, like a vampire or something, was Ramona's comment. What about the dancing? That's the best part. We didn't have to dance, said Beezus. Some girls were disappointed, but we sort of played Monopoly and Scrabble. Most, those are like games. Scrabble is a game that I have at my house, and it's like a word game. And Monopoly is like, a, they're all just board games that they're talking about. Well, back to the book. Mostly, we talked about, oh, you know, and had a good time. Like, love. It's not really appropriate, but that's what she did. <laughs> anyway. And then the boys began to yell, and they were hungry. Mrs. Mrs. Alexander just about had a fit after paying for Abby's dancing lessons and everything. But we took sandwiches and bun and punch and cookies out out to them. Mrs. Alexander had a had old fashioned good in good pizza good in, instead of pizza and stuff. There they quitted down after that. What a relief, said Mrs. Mr. Quimby, and I was worried about those poor hungry kids out there in the cold. Dad, you're just being silly, Beezus giggled and continued. I didn't really want to, to dance anyway. At least not yet, not until the boys get over being such little kids. Well, how did you like that? said Mrs. Quimby. My dancing lessons wasted those boys had prob probably shined their shoes and didn't want girls stepping all over them. Ramona could see her sister was so happy she didn't mind being teased. But what about the night crawler, she asked. When, he, when we brought out the food, they threw it back in the grass. <clears throat> Beezus explains. Ramona was only slightly disappointed. Did you get um did you get anything to eat? What was the point of the party without food? Of course, said Beezus. You don't you don't think we we'd let the boys have everything, do you? We ate the salad and the ice cream. <clears throat> I'm so glad you had a good time, dear, said Miss Mrs. Quimby. Now wash <clears throat> Dear, now wash your face good with soap and run along to bed. It's almost midnight. Beezus paused in the doorway. You, you don't, you know, something? She asked. I don't think Abby and I are the popular type. And you know, something else? I don't care. I'm glad you, I don't care. I'm glad that you feel that way, said Mrs. Quimby with a tender smile. I wish I had been the sensible when I was your age. That sensible when I was your age. Clus la vaya, said Beezus. And as she headed to the bathroom, added to Ramona, that, that's French for that's life. Ramona made a face. In revoir, she had picked up a word or two of French herself. You too, kiddo, said Mrs. Quimby to Ramona. Ramona snug, snugged against her mother, stalling for time, and said, I'm glad I have a nice plan, a nice 
plain mother instead of a mother with hair you could scour pans with. (laughs) If she, greasy hair kind of, if she could postpone going to bed, she might get to hear what her parents would say about Beezus. Thank you, Mrs. Quimby smiled affectionately and rumpled Ramona's hair, but compliments won't keep you out of bed. Now run along. Ramona padded on light feet down the hall and climbed into bed. Her next to last thought before she fell asleep was, I can't wait to tell Daisy. Her last thought was, I'm I'm glad, or I can't wait to tell Daisy. Her last thought was, I'm going, I'm glad Beezus is still sensible on the inside. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, that's it for today. And um, I can read more tomorrow, probably. Um, well, um, I hope you guys liked those two chapters, and I hope that um, you have gr- a great party once coronavirus is over, probably celebrating coronavirus, your, the ending with your family. Okay, well, um, what's your password? Bye, guys. I'll see you soon.